You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Will fish oils prevent heart attacks and sudden death? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am Dr. Matthew Sorrentino, your host, and with me today is Dr. Neil Stone. Dr. Stone is the professor of clinical medicine at the Feinberg School of Medicine at Northwestern University. And today we're going to talk with Dr. Stone about the use of fish oils, especially in our patients who already have coronary artery disease. Welcome to the program, Dr. Stone. Pleasure to be here. What I'd like to start with is just looking at some of the evidence about uh, fish oils. Can fish oils in the diet have a cardiovascular benefit? Uh, Well, the answer is yes. The data goes way back to early studies uh, 30 or more years ago where a dietary pattern that was associated with a very low heart disease mortality was seen in in the Inuit Eskimos in in Greenland when compared to their um, counterparts uh, in Denmark. Uh, They later found out that very large fish diet uh, may have helped reduce uh, uh, the risk of coronary disease, but people said, well, you know, most of us don't eat a lot of uh, walrus or seal or mackerel, and so it doesn't uh, really apply to us. But then studies of population seem to indicate that uh, there's cardioprotective effects of a small amount of fish in the diet. And studies of patients who've had a heart attack, particularly two studies, the DART and the uh, GC study, indicated that uh, either uh, fish or uh, an omega-3 fatty acid capsule could actually reduce the risk of of dying. So uh, there's something to this story, and many people have looked at it and and now the American Heart Association actually recommends for healthy people uh, two uh, meals of fatty fish per week and for uh, those with heart disease, a consideration of taking a fish oil capsule to get adequate amounts of omega-3 fatty acids. Let's talk a little bit about the post-myocardial infarction patient because I think this is the more intriguing group from the GISI trial and the Lyon heart trial. Uh, it appears that uh, there is not only benefit, but uh, there's some suggestion that it might help reduce sudden cardiac death. Uh, do you have an understanding, or does anyone have an understanding of what the mechanism of benefit may be with the fish oils? Well, one thing is, first of all, that appears to be the most important benefit, is that the supplementation with the fish oil after a heart attack seems to reduce cardiovascular death. Uh, and it occurs early, way before you'd expect a benefit on uh, triglycerides. Fish fish oils actually don't help with cholesterol. They lower triglycerides. And so you wouldn't expect uh, a benefit on atherosclerosis, but it does appear to probably affect uh, the the concept of of, of arrhythmia. Uh, There appears to be a reduction, particularly in those who are at risk for ischemic uh, VTVF, a reduction of the threshold for for dying suddenly. We still need more uh, studies of this. We need to, to look at factors in terms of those who come from a high fish versus a low fish population. But I think the overriding evidence in populations of people who've had a heart disease is that this can be this can be of help in that in that way. Is there a dose that seems to be protective? So if I had a post-myocardial infarction patient in front of me, how much fish oil should I potentially give them on a daily basis? Well, the answer is a confusing answer. It's a, it, it, the dose is about 900 milligrams of omega-3 fatty acids. Almost all the fish oil capsules say one gram of fish oil, but some of them have 300 milligrams of EPA and DHA. Those are the omega-3 fatty acids. And some have 900 milligrams. 
the capsule that had all the benefit in the um, in the GC trial, that Italian trial, had about 850 milligrams of these omega-3 fatty acids as uh, uh, fatty acid ethyl esters, and that was the icosapentaenoic acid and the docosahexaenoic acid. And I don't think doctors need to pronounce either one, but I think we patients and doctors both need to know that you want about 800 to 900 of EPA plus DHA per capsule, with each capsule having about a gram of fish oil. So you can potentially have one capsule a day then after a heart attack, which could be protective? Right. But if you go to the local drugstore and the EPA plus DHA is 300, even though it says a gram of fish oil, then you'd need three capsules to duplicate what was seen in those trials. So you have to add up your EPA plus DHA, and that has to be in the 800 to 900 milligram range. Exactly, and I think that's that's the point that confuses people, and I've seen a bunch of people who actually were on a, an inadequate dose if they really wanted the protective effect that was suggested by those studies. Now, there's been some concern that fish oils can work like a mild anticoagulant. Is there some bleeding risk, and what about patients who are already on antiplatelet agents or anticoagulants? Well, the good news is that they've done studies of omega-3 fatty acids. They reduce platelet aggregation. They don't clump as well, and bleeding times are prolonged. Nonetheless, fish oils have been used with aspirin, no problem, and they've been used with Coumadin. And if the intake is less than three grams a day, uh, I, I think there's really no significant problem. We don't have any current studies that look at fish oil added to aspirin plus Plavix. And I think that's the study that I'd like to see right now. But um, I do have patients who take that, but I, I don't have a study to quote. You are listening to Reach MD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I am Dr. Matthew Sorrentino, and my guest is Dr. Neil Stone, and we are discussing the use of fish oils and heart disease. You mentioned uh, how much fish oils we need to have in a capsule. How about fish in the diet? Is that adequate, and can we have our protection from the different fish that we just have uh, during our meals? Salmon has gotten the most uh, publicity, and for good reason, because you could have several meals of, of salmon and uh, come very close to what you, you, you need to get. Some people don't want to have salmon, and uh, things like mackerel and uh, tuna can be uh, recommended, but you have to be careful that they're fatty fish. And the, the nice thing about the omega-3 fatty acid capsules is that if the person doesn't like fish or has difficulty getting fish in the diet, that's a good idea. What we don't recommend are the fish that are fried at a local fast food restaurant and with a high-fat uh, sauce on it, because that actually doesn't help much. Let me ask you a little bit more about salmon, since it's gotten probably the most uh, publicity. Farm-raised versus Atlantic versus Pacific salmon, are we getting different amounts of oils? Are one type of fish safer than the other? I think that's a, uh, a concern. The American Heart Association uh, discussed the fact that fish and seafood are exposed to contaminants that get into our um, oceans and, and fresh waters. And uh, the thing to remember is the biggest, most predatory fish, like uh, shark and swordfish, probably have the most uh, contaminants, like PCBs and, and uh, methylmercury. People should remember that one way to, to, to cut back on some of these is to get rid of the skin, although it's true that uh, getting rid of the skin doesn't really reduce the, the mercury concentration. Uh, the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, actually has a website, 
and it lists it and certain um, items like I've just mentioned, shark, swordfish, king mackerel, tilefish, and even uh, tuna uh, should be reduced in people who are either pregnant or of childbearing potential. I think there, there is no mercury in the fish oil capsules because mer mercury is water-soluble, and these capsules, of course, are oil. But I think that there's no indication that adults at risk for heart disease who have two uh, to three meals of fish per week probably have a, a markedly increased risk. And so I think if you're if you're just wary of the um, of the risk and that the women of childbearing age be the most careful, I think that's the best strategy. Now, is there any benefit of oils in shellfish, our shrimp, clams, or the others, uh, a substitute that can be used, or are they not uh, advised? Yeah, I, I don't think that would be the way to, to go here. Shrimp are not a, a large source of it. They do have some omega-3 fatty acids. Usually fatty fish are, are the better way to go. There's been some talk about uh, omega-6 oils as well. Uh, is there any evidence that we should be adding those to the omega-3s, or is really just fish the best way to try to reduce risk? The omega-6 uh, fatty acids are basically from the seed oils, uh, corn oil, cottonseed oil, soybean oil, etc. And they contain an essential fatty acid, linoleic acid. So you have to have some polyunsaturated fat uh, in your diet. But excessive amounts of the seed oils actually are not as, as useful. So one wants to, to have, like everything else, to have a, uh, have a balance. I've heard some investigators say take a handful of nuts a day. Is there evidence that a handful of nuts is going to help reduce cholesterol or reduce risk? And if so, are there particular nuts that are the ones we should be eating? I think nuts are probably a, a good idea, and we've got, we've got an evidence base for that. Uh, the Seventh-day Adventists uh, have shown a long time ago that uh, nuts, as part of uh, the diet, not added to the diet, uh, can be quite useful. In addition, you have uh, data to show that people who have plant-based diets where they use uh, almonds as part of a, a plant-based diet, or walnuts have, of course, alpha-linolenic acid and omega-3 fatty acid. These can be... Um, wonderful uh, source of nutrients that can help. When you look at tables of things that have alpha-linolenic acid, a land-based omega-3 fatty acid, English walnuts are, are, are there. And then um, the other thing about, about nuts is that what nuts can especially do is maybe that's a great snack for people who just have to have something around 4 o'clock, putting a handful of walnuts or almonds, buy them in the bakery section, by the way, so they're not salty, in a baggie, and maybe a snack on some of those instead of all the candy bars and the uh, high-fat commercially baked cookies, for example, that, that people have. Now, you mentioned the data suggests that about 800 to 900 milligrams of omega-3s for protection post-myocardial infarction. But what about treating triglycerides? If we have somebody with high triglycerides, does the same dose of omega-3s help, or do we have to go to higher doses? The point is that you've got to get two to four grams of omega-3 fatty acids to help reduce uh, triglycerides. That's where the high-potency pills are especially helpful because you can imagine if you needed three grams of omega-3 fatty acids and using pills that just have 300 milligrams of EPA and DHA in them, you end up, you end up taking uh, uh, 10 pills in order to get what you need. And uh, we, so, so having the higher-potency pill, it might just be two or three pills. That, we, that, that you'd get what you need. But remember also that the, um, the fish oil pills may slightly raise LDL. So uh, when you give uh, fish oil to treat 
high triglycerides, you also want to have uh, their LDLs um, uh, taken care of. So with the evidence that you've seen about fish oils, are you currently recommending to all of your patients after myocardial infarction to take uh, close to a gram of fish oils? I recommend for those I think have, have a risk of sudden death, those who have impaired LV function, I, I try to make a point of having them take a fish oil capsule if I think it makes sense in terms of the of the entire uh, benefit risk of their, uh, their, dr- their drug regimen. I would like to thank Dr. Neil Stone, who has been our guest, and we have been discussing the use of fish oils and its use in patients with coronary heart disease. I am Dr. Matthew Sorrentino. You have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thank you for listening.